Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. Today, I'm here with Ryan and we are talking about decluttering and how to get your spouse to help you out at home. So, Ryan, I don't know what you what you call yourself, but like when I tell people about you, I say that you're a marriage and communication expert. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. How would you describe yourself and what you do? Um, I, t- I typically just say women's marriage coach, um, but that kind of encompasses the communication with it because that is one of my main areas that I help women with. Um, so yeah, I, it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she, she covers all like marriage topics, but some of the, like the most helpful things that I've learned from you 
is um, the communicating. And we're going to talk a lot about that today, but we are here to tell you that we are running a week-long challenge together. I'm bringing the decluttering side of it, and Ryan's going to be showing up as a guest expert to teach you how to get more help from your spouse if that's something that you struggle with. And to kick this off, the, the ways that these go together, I want to start with a little story time with you all. And then we're going to talk about the most common things that you might be experiencing in your home with your spouse and either, you know, like struggling to get support and active help from him. But so as you know, in 2013, my husband and I moved, or you might not know, sorry for assuming, but we moved from Alaska to Florida <laughs> with only one suitcase per person. We had three kids. So we each had a suitcase of like toys and clothes. And that was it. And prior to that, our day to day, my day to day life as a mom was just 24 seven chaos. And having a lot of kids is going to be busy and chaotic anyway. But what I learned in short is that my clutter had a really big impact on that. And it made things a lot harder than it needed to be. And are you feeling static? Um, you know what, let me, <laughs> <laughs> all right, excuse us, everybody, we had technical difficulties, but, um, <laughs> yeah, in Florida, we, you know, my life was chaotic and I felt like I was cleaning up all the time. I could never catch my breath. I would like wake up in the morning bombarded by yesterday's messes and yesterday's to-do list. And then I would go to bed at the end of the day, even like, I just felt like I was more behind than when I woke up and it was this never ending cycle. And getting out from under our clutter changed that. And one of the things that I don't talk about a whole lot, but I'm really excited to talk about today is how I was able to realize that my husband actually did help me. Cause that was one thing that I was like, always had in the back of my mind. Like I felt like I was the only one cleaning. I was the only one who noticed the messes. It didn't matter if I asked him or if I didn't ask him, um, like things were just always a mess. We never knew where anything was, couldn't get caught up. And I felt like it was all on me. And part of it is because I didn't adequately communicate my needs, like to be honest, in hindsight as well, like I should have been more specific and direct in the ways that I asked instead of doing some of the things that we're going to talk about with Brian. <laughs> um, but when we got to Florida out from under our clutter, I could clearly see that my husband did help and he did do a lot of things. And I just couldn't notice it before because there was so much clutter and so much to do inside of our home that it didn't matter how much either of us did. It was just never going to be enough. It didn't matter if he came home and did an entire chore list every single night. Like it just wouldn't be enough because then I would be annoyed that we didn't have time or he didn't spend time with the kids or something was going to fall through the cracks. And so decluttering really, really helps me get clarity in that around my marriage. And I'm not saying that it solved everything in my marriage because what happened actually was better and worse was like, okay, so he is helping, right? Like there's no dishes in the sink and the laundry is put away, but I'm still annoyed at him. So like, what's going on? What's really going on here? And then that's when we really got to like dive into how we communicate with each other, how we connect with each other or don't connect with each other and then how to fix that. And so I think that decluttering is like a gift to all moms, but it's also a gift to your marriage. Um, so, and so Ryan, there's some common things that 
we're going to talk about like when it comes to getting help from your spouse and the ways that we try to get help from our spouse, because before we jump right into like, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant real quick and then we'll get to it. But (laughs) a lot of times we jump right into like spouse bashing or like, like I'm like shit posting memes (laughs) about like how terrible men are and they can't see anything. They don't notice the messes and their socks are always next to the basket. And like, we're doing that because it is frustrating. Like, I'm not saying that it's not frustrating, but if you haven't been properly taught or shown or like had somebody like Ryan, or maybe you were blessed with amazing parents who modeled a wonderful marriage, right? Most of us didn't have that. We just don't know how to get our needs met, ask for help without resorting to these tactics that don't work. Um, So we have six of them that we're going to cover with you all today. And I hope that you join us for the week-long decluttering challenge because it's going to make it easier, both logistically for you to get help with your spouse, because there's going to be less to clean up. But then also you're going to get this bonus content from Ryan diving into how to communicate your needs and how to actually get your spouse to help you without nagging, which is our first topic, Ryan, tell us about <laughs> nagging. Like why do, why we yeah. nag? nobody wants to nag. So why do we nag? I, from my experience, it's a control thing. So I've asked you to do something and you didn't do it within the time frame that I decided in my mind. And so I'm going to continue to ask you, but really I'm just trying to get you to hurry up and do it on my timeline. Um, and it's, if we can just kind of let go of like, when I ask my husband to do something, if it's not urgent, I just ask him once and I, I allow myself to know that it's going to be taken care of. And then I don't feel the need to ask again because I trust him to get it done. So there's actually a lot underneath nagging. Um, but I think the main thing is the sense of feeling like we have to control the situation when really we don't. Um, you know, sometimes I walk into the bathroom and he's shaved and there's like hair all over the sink, but I know he's going to clean it up. So there's no need for me to be like, Hey, what's this mess in here? Like I used to, (laughs) because, and he just has a different idea of when this has to get done. And it's not like he leaves it there for days. He cleans it up later. But, um, I think we, we all do that in our own way. Like maybe you eat a meal and you don't put your dish right in the dishwasher sometimes. That's the same kind of thing. And you wouldn't want someone coming up behind you and being like, Oh, you left your dish out. Why haven't you put your dish away yet? (laughs) So it's, it's just kind of being less of a mom to your spouse because with kids, you kind of do have to do that. Hey, I told you to put your dish in the sink. Hey, I told you to get your clothes off the floor. Hey, remember, you're supposed to put your towel away after you take a bath, all of that stuff. You kind of, and it, with kids, it's not nagging. It's just you're, you, they need the repetition to learn. Grown men, spouses, they don't need us to repeat ourselves to learn what to do. Not in the same way, at least. Um, and so the other, the other aspect of nagging, I think, is always under the surface is you don't think that he's going to do what you ask him to do. So you just keep asking with that low level expectation of like, he's not going to do it anyway. So I need to keep repeating myself. And then eventually I'll just have to do it because he's not going to. 
and nagging often has the effect of either they do it um, after they've been being nagged resentfully or they resist doing it because of the nagging. So it's something I, I don't know why it's our default, like why, why we go instantly to nagging other than feeling like that's how we keep some sense of control. Um, but that's kind of what it is and why it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I liked what you said too, um, before we move on to the next one, um, that just clicked for me. Like my nagging, um, was not ever like a daily nagging thing of like, put your clothes away. Like it, I just, I've never, that's probably not like my personality style or, or whatever. I don't know. Um, mine would be in my head because I, I bottle it up and I'm like, oh my God, why is he still doing this? Why is he still doing it? Like in my head, I'm nagging him, but I'm not like telling him. And so then that leads to these other things we're going to talk about. But the other thing that you said is like, we don't, or we ask with low expectations that would, that's definitely me because I would get to a point where I would have it like ruminating in my mind so much, like so many times. So to me, it's like, I've said it so many times, right? I've mm-hmm. never actually said it to him. And so then when I do say it to him, I have low expectations of like, it doesn't like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll tell him or ask him, but nothing's going to change because I've been right. telling myself in my head for so long and nothing's changed, right? Like that's not the same as having a direct and honest, you know, uh, request made or what I've learned is like making it kind of like a request and letting him know like why, like I'm not doing this because I want to control you. Right. Cause like, that's mm-hmm. my husband's thing. He's like, I don't need you to be my boss. So I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. asking you to do this because I want to control you or because I don't think you do it well. I'm asking you because it makes me feel secure. Right. Or it makes me feel, um, like you have my back. And then he's like, Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Like our spouses, if you're in, you know, a healthy relationship, they want to help us. And so if you can be specific and like, if you do this, it would really make me feel this. They like mm-hmm. put their capes on and they're like, awesome. I can do that. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. not all of the time. Yeah. And, and there's also just when you have that expectation underneath that they're not going to do it you have this energy and of you keep this energy on you of I have to do it all I have to do everything nobody helps me and so you perpetuate that and then you come to them and ask for help when you feel like you just can't take it anymore but you're asking for help and usually usually it ends up being like an annoyed and it's not really that you're asking for help. It's more when you're saying something like, why can't you just do this? Why haven't you noticed this? Why can't you just help me out more? And that's not ever going to be received well. So, um, you know, I had someone the other day tell me that she said something very calmly to her husband. And she thought that what she said was just fine. And, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with her about it later because it was just... Um, a quick message but what she said was not received well and I can and I know why you you don't it you still have to use the tools of like using the right tone and and using the right energy so if you're coming at them completely frustrated 
and you're frustrated with them and then you're trying to get help, you're, it's going to be a lot harder to get your point across. And if you actually calm yourself down, ask yourself why you want this help in the first place, ask yourself how it's going to feel when you get the help and then ask for help because you'll be in a much different place energetically where you can actually receive what you're asking for because otherwise you're going to be so angry or frustrated that it's not going to come through in a way that's going to get you what you want. Yeah. And the other thing that you said too, about the repetition um, that I want to give just kind of like as a word of encouragement is that it is different. It's a different kind of repetition than your Mm -hmm. kids, because if you've been living a certain way with somebody else, like not only are you having to change yourself, but you're also asking them to change the way that they've been living and acting and behaving. And so it does take time. And I just wanted to share like one specific thing that like has been years of me asking for. Like I finally figured out how to actually ask for it in the right way and communicate like why I'm asking it. And it like, it finally clicked for us, but it's been years of like, this isn't working. (laughs) Like we are not on the (laughs) page and I don't know how to get us there. And so don't feel like you can just like master, like just say it this one way, this one time and everything will change. Like a lot of it is trial and error. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Trial and error. And never, if you think about your yourself, I don't think I ever really get told something one time and then never forget it and, and change my behavior from there on out, unless it's traumatic. Like, unless it's like a really hurtful thing that someone says to you that gets you to change your behavior, but that's not really great either. (laughs) That's not the direction we want to go in. So I actually try really hard. Um, I try to do this with my kids too, but I'm not as good at it. But with my husband, if it's something that I would like him to help with, um, I try to pretend like it's the first time I've said it every single time. Because if I say it in an annoyed tone, I'm not going to get the response that I want. And I have control over how I say things. So that's what I try to encourage other women to do is, um, and it's not because they're, they're dumb or they don't understand how to do a chore. It's like what you said, when you're changing your lifestyle and you're changing your dynamic, it's going to take some time and you're going to need repetition, but the repetition that you need needs to be loving and understanding, not from frustration and anger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> Yeah, there's a lot that's underneath nagging. And I feel like all the stuff that is like beneath the surface with the nagging leads to the next two things that we're going to talk about, which is like, (laughs) I have a funny story about slamming things, but slamming, like slamming things around and being passive aggressive. um, Like, I don't think like I like slam items or like objects, but, (laughs) and this is embarrassing, but I will like slam my body around like. Oh my goodness. Like a toddler. <laughs> just like make sure I'm like walking super hard. Like <laughs> But I'm like oh I think I'm like, I don't wanna break anything. So I just like, yeah, like yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> which is so <laughs> passive aggressive. So let's talk about that, Ryan. I wanna hear what you think. Oh man. Yeah. So I used to be a cabinet slammer. Um then I realized how much I, I hate loud noises so much that I, that I, I actually, I actually stopped doing it before I realized that it was unhelpful because it just hurt my ears. And I, um, 
I mentioned this in my group the other day, but we actually have soft closed cabinets and drawers now. So there's no slamming of anything. You just can't do it. And like our doors are too light to be able to slam them and that sort of thing. And I think too, for me, slamming stuff reminds me of my childhood in a bad way because that's what my parents would do. In between their fighting, they would slam cabinets and doors and things. And um, and you can, it's that thing where you can like feel that there's a negative energy floating around, but you don't know what it is. And I know that a lot of guys, what they tend to do is if, if you are visibly irritated slamming things around or making passive aggressive remarks they're not really going to try to dig deeper into what's going on they might ask you what's wrong but usually what we say is oh nothing i'm fine and then we've closed the door on being able to actually tell them what's going on and a lot of times we make it their fault which is not so um it's it's this perpetuated thing in movies and TV and stuff where, you know, we're supposed, that's how we're supposed to behave. We're supposed to take our anger out on inanimate objects, you know, and then he's supposed to be the idiot that doesn't understand what's the matter with us because we're not going to tell him and he needs to figure it out. And it just, it, it doesn't work. And I was, I was having coffee with a friend um a few weeks ago and she was talking about how she has a friend who one day was she was really angry and she was making pancakes and she was flipping the pancakes like slamming them into the um pan because she was mad (laughs) and she said she said i don't know why she's russian and i can't really do the accent she was like i don't know why she gives her emotions to the pancakes and I, and and I thought that was so funny because that's what we do. We give our emotions to the cabinets and to the drawers and the doors or whatever it is that we're slamming or or what or even like whatever we're using to be passive aggressive and it just doesn't work. And it might feel good in the moment to make a snide remark or a snarky comment when they say something, but then afterwards it doesn't it didn't get you what you wanted so it's not a, it's not an effective way to move through your relationship together yeah oh my gosh i think that's so cute about the pancakes because what what <laughs> my interpretation of it is is and this is one of the things that i wanted to bring up with you saying like i'm fine so hang with me for a second while i put this story together <laughs> <laughs> but she's feeling some big things right and so she's taking it out on the pancakes and our spouses they want to help us right and I think a lot of times like for me I don't know if anybody will relate to this but I've often felt like I'm too intense like my emotions are too intense for my husband and so when he asks me sometimes like what's wrong I will say nothing I'm fine sometimes because I'm mad at him but sometimes because I do feel like like he wouldn't understand or Mm. it's too much for him to take on, right? Like, and sometimes we just don't even know, like we don't really know what's wrong. We can't really articulate it because like you said, with the slamming of the cabinets, like that reminds you of your childhood in, in a negative way, but you probably weren't, it took you a long time to be able to articulate that. And so like within our marriages, we'll have things that remind us of our childhood or our parents' relationships that weren't so great and we just can't articulate it. And so I think that's so cute about the pancakes because he's probably like, that's his way of telling her like, I can handle this, right? Like stop getting mad at the pancakes. Like I can handle it. 
Mm-hmm. Leave the pancakes yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then you could go like every you in anything. It's it's just if you're putting your anger into something else, unless you're doing something that's releasing it, you're really just transferring it around, and it's still it's still there. Um, it's like its own kind of entity, sort of, and you're just like throwing it around and not actually solving the problem. Um, yeah. That's the thing about being passive aggressive and like like slamming things or whatever is it's it doesn't it doesn't solve anything. It just keeps you where you are. And and we have this is a tangent too, but we have um, addictions to our emotions. So if we're used to getting mad at our spouse for not helping the way we think that they should, we have a really hard time seeing them as anyone else, like seeing them as someone who does help, you know, like, like you were saying, when you guys had all that clutter and you didn't even realize that he was actually helping, you had to break your own addiction of seeing him as someone who doesn't help you. And that's not, we don't always realize that that's what we've done, but that's a really important piece because if you can't, I mean, it's a chemical thing in your brain. You have receptors in your brain that want the emotion of anger that your spouse isn't helping because you've been doing it for so long. And so you have to start to shift away from that. And I mean, awareness is the biggest thing, just being aware, oh shoot, I did it again. And not to beat yourself up, just recognize like that's a thought pattern that I don't want to have anymore that I'd like to change and then from there you can change it so it's not like if, it, if you have the addiction that you can never change it it's changeable but you have to start catching it yeah that's why I love um like all of your content and stuff is that you <clears throat> you approach it from like your own lens first like your own perspective like what can you actually do here because if you can mm-hmm. change that like most people's relationships I think are or have the potential to be very healthy. Like I think that's my my personal worldview is people are inherently good, Um, Mm -hmm, but we do, we fall into these patterns. And then again, if that's your pattern, not only are you trying to change your default settings, but you're in a relationship with somebody and essentially asking them to change their default settings. And it's a a process. And I love what you said too about like, like passive aggressive is not an outlet. Like that's not, we think it is because we think it's making us feel better, but really it's fueling likely that addiction that we have to whatever that negativity is, but it doesn't, nobody ever does or says something super passive aggressive to their spouse and goes to bed at night. Like, wow, I feel really good about that. (laughs) On the receiving end of it, you're like, wow, I think I just, I just, I think I just made some really good progress there. Right. But on the receiving end of it, you're also like, that really sucked. And it feels like criticism, right? It feels like criticism mm-hmm. or judgment or like rejection or, or whatever it might, nothing good. Um, and so I don't know how to teach you or any of you how to do this. Like this is Ryan's world. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of couples could benefit from like learning how to express anger or dissatisfaction or hurt, you know, in a way that isn't passive aggressive because, um, like I said, like we've had a, a long year of like trying to work through these things. And that's one of the things I'm mm-hmm. trying to get a whole lot better at is like expressing negative feelings that I have without it making me, making it mean something about him. Um, mm-hmm. 
which is hard to do. Like if you're like, this is what you're yeah. doing. And I feel like this, mm-hmm. a lot of times the way we say it is like, you're a terrible person. And so I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have. So I, this was a while ago, but I, it was a, it's a really good example. We were at the farmer's market and um, we were leaving and he took off ahead with our oldest and while me and our youngest were still behind she's she is smaller and walks slower than everyone else a lot of times and I found myself getting really irritated that he had gone so far ahead of us and um and so I stopped myself and I was like why am I what is my actual problem here (laughs) because it's not that that he is walking or that like he's you know because he's actually still with one of our girls it's not that he's not helping so what is it? And I realized that it was that I don't like feeling left behind and because being left behind makes me feel unloved. And I like pulled this string and unraveled this entire series of thoughts. And I thought, that's not why he walked ahead with her. So I can just let that go because right now I'm taking an action that he didn't even really think about very, very personally. And I don't need to do that. And within seconds of me going through a whole series of thoughts, he stopped and turned around to see where we were and then waited for us to get to where he was with our oldest. And I didn't have to like yell out at him. I didn't have to, you know, make a big fuss or anything like that. And so it's just, it's so important to like, I I kind of say like, have the conversation with yourself first because I didn't end up needing to tell him anything in that particular instance, because it was all me. And I mean, later on, I could, like, if it really, really bothered me, I could have been like, hey, just so you know, when you walk off like that, I I get a little bit triggered and it, and it bothers me. Like, but I didn't even feel the need to do that because, again, it reminded me of, like, my brother would walk off when we were kids and it would like sometimes it would be kind of difficult to find him and and so I just realized it's not really even it's it has nothing to do with him it's all me and it's something that I can fix and if it's a big thing I can absolutely share it with him and let him know but sometimes to me it's just like well that's that's not something that I need for him to worry about that's my problem that I can work on and if if I need his help I will tell him but if I if it's just a little thing, then I can handle it because I make my own decisions. You know, I'm, I'm not like dependent on him to make all my problems go away. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good story. I love that. And that's you guys, like, that's what you will learn in the workshop with her. If you join us for the week long event. And then of course, if you just go find Brian and join her group and follow all of her content, you can learn all of that too. Um, Cause I took her course and it's like, yeah, it's so much of this, like, just kind of learning like what you need to say and what you don't need to say and what is, <laughs> cause I think that's one thing that's very true for my husband. Like he's like, not everything needs to be said. Like if it needs to be said, I'm going to say it. If it doesn't need to be said, I'm not going to say it. I'm like, how are you so good at that? How do you just know? Like I have 18 billion <laughs> words in my mind all the time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So this next one, I, I'm going to kick this one off, Ryan. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So husband bashing posts, if you are inside of the motherhood simplified group, um, we actually have like a little guideline. I don't think it's like an official rule of the group, but, um, that we don't allow spouse bashing posts. 
because that happens a lot. And it goes back to what we've been talking about this entire episode, like being passive aggressive and not being able to communicate, you know, what we actually need and maybe not even being able to identify how we're feeling and what we're feeling. And so when we engage in spouse bashing posts, it just does nothing for anybody. And it actually does more harm than good because I know, like, like we talked about, like it feels like an outlet, right? We can laugh about our pain, which I think is so healthy to do. We should totally, like when you can laugh about it, instead of cry about it, like that's how you know that you're healed. But the problem with like spouse bashing posts is that you're not there yet. You're still frustrated. You're still overwhelmed. You're still desperately seeking an answer and support. And so we'll put our disclaimer in there saying like, we don't like, we're going to turn off the comments because everybody's like dogpiling men and dogpiling husbands. And I am, I don't know if you would call it a feminist. Like, I think that women deserve so much more than they have right now. I'm not saying that we don't, I am saying that it doesn't do us any good to collectively say men are dumb. They don't know how to do chores. They can't even put their socks in a basket because like, look at everything else that they are doing, right? It's just not on their radar. <laughs> and if it is on their radar, yay for them. And times are changing and it's getting so much better. Um, but you know, we don't like the husband or spouse bashing posts. We do like asking for feedback or sharing what kinds of conversations you have tried in the past that haven't worked asking for ideas on conversations that might work better um, and coming from it from that standpoint rather than like they're just adult children and you should just ditch them. Like that's so mean. I would be so des devastated if like my husband walked in and saw me being like, he can't even put a sock in a basket. What an idiot. Like, <laughs> like I, I just, I can't understand it. So I'm curious on your thoughts, Brian. Uh, um, I think it's funny that I get tagged in, in those posts now because I'm like, I know what to say, you know, like, I, <laughs> but I just, yeah, they're, they're really, really damaging because one, it's like you said, it's not an outlet where you're releasing the emotions. It's a, it's a place where you're complaining and wanting to commiserate with other people. So in the moment you're wanting someone to be like yeah i totally get it my husband does this and that and and it's so annoying right and that feels good for a minute but then you might get a comment that's like you should just leave him or you know why why are you even with someone like that like i've seen comments like that and then it ha and then it creates this like oh i really wish i hadn't posted this kind of feeling and which induces guilt and then you're never getting what you really wanted anyway was which is for him to just help you, um, you know, complaining on social media. I mean, yes, it's a safe space. And, but like you said, there's a, there's a difference between just straight up husband bashing and trying to get support with an issue that you're having. Um, so if you're just, if you're going to post, just try to be mindful about what you're after. Um, I even saw in a different group, that's just wives. Someone was um, asking for support on an issue that she was having, and she specifically said, please, no judgment. And every single comment was some kind of judgment. 
on on what her feelings were about the situation that she was in and what her thoughts are about actions that she should take. All of the comments were super judgy. Um, and it's really hard when you're feeling confused about what to do to go in and ask for advice and then just get it from all different angles because you're going to get every possible answer. And so then you're, you're just as confused, if not more so, than before you posted. And so um, I would steer away from that as much as possible. But if you do feel like you need support, then I would try to make sure that you're wording your question in a way that lets people know, I'm trying to figure out how to make this better, not... I'm just going to complain about the shitty situation and I want people to be mad with me. Yeah. Yeah. Come join my dog pile. Um, the yeah. thing about it, like just ask yourself, like is posting this or commenting this going to like kick me completely out of problem solving mode? Because if it does, like don't expect to get any support or even validation right like you were saying like if you need validation of like oh my god like this sucks it's so hard I'm so frustrated like you can get validation for that without dogpiling husbands mm -hmm. or men or getting a whole bunch of responses of like file for divorce over <laughs> the plate right like yes um yeah it's just it's just not productive and even if you aren't in a place where you're like, I don't even care like how it makes my husband look like it's not helpful for you because you're going to be just inviting in a whole bunch of negativity and criticism. And if you do need validation and you do need somebody to just be like, I feel you like same situation here, ask for that. Um, instead of, yeah, you know, some of the things that we see online. Okay. Last thing. And then we'll wrap it up. But, um, Fighting to get your needs met. What does this mean and what does this look like? Um, this is sort of, I mean, it's sort of like nagging in that you're just going to be combative and you're just going to be yelling about, you know, you never do this for me. I need, I, I don't understand why you don't do that for me. Like basically starting fights to try to get your needs met, um, which I, I've, um, had relationship coaching before and I remember her saying you know when you come at somebody like that how does that work for you how's that going <laughs> it's like it's kind of a sarcastic question but if you stop and think about it it's not working for anyone to go and attack your spouse over what they're not doing to try to get them to do what you want and if you just I always say to think about it how Think about how you would feel if you were on the receiving end of that. Would you want someone at home or at work or in any environment to come up to you and just tell you everything that you're doing wrong to get you to do something right? It just doesn't work. It makes you feel terrible. It makes you, usually it either makes people shrink back and recoil or it makes them lash out. And you don't want either one of those things. Like I, I've had so many women tell me, oh, my husband shuts down when I try to uh, talk to him about things. And that's just because they're feeling overwhelmed by what you've come at them with. It's not, 
I don't think there really is any actual shutting down, you know, and just regular conversation um, because I've figured out how to make it so that that doesn't happen because I recognize that I have control over how I show up, which makes people respond differently. So, so you can, you can yell at somebody over what they're not doing and what you wish they do more of and you don't understand why they don't do the things that you've been asking and begging for or you can have a conversation with them about hey this is this is something that i need and here's why like you said give them the why so that they understand you know how helpful it really is for you i mean every now and then we have conversation about like hey this thing that we've been doing it's not working for me anymore. So can we switch it up? Um, and like for a little while, I was working really early in the morning and he was getting the girls up and getting them ready for school. And we've since switched. And there was a little while where I was dropping them off at school and picking them up from school. And then I was like, I don't, I don't want to do all of this anymore. So we had a conversation about it and now we take turns so it's just if if i and if i had been like you never help me with taking them to school or dropping them off like what's he supposed to do with that you know supposed to say oh i'm so sorry let me let me figure this out for you so if you don't have an idea of what the solution could could be that that's another part of it is it's like um and that's why I talk about having a conversation with yourself first. It can be about anything, but figure out what you want before you even have start the conversation. And if you don't know, that's fine. If, you, if the conversation needs to happen so that you can figure it out, that's fine. But have the conversation with yourself first so that at least when you go into the conversation with your spouse, you have an idea around what you want or how you want to feel as an end result. And also keeping in mind that you actually want to work together and that you're on the same team rather than feeling like we're at odds with each other and I need to get my point across at, at all costs and you know he's I'm gonna let him have it like that kind of attitude is just not gonna get you what you're hoping for yeah that's a really good point too about like going into a conversation with the solution that you're looking for as well as like like for me, it's been, it's been figuring out like what the end result even is, right? Cause sometimes we don't even know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> we just don't even know. And so if you go in with that, like you're confused, then you're trying to communicate confusion to them. And then that's overwhelming to them. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Um, and the other thing to consider or just think about too, is that just because that's what you're requesting or that you're wanting doesn't mean that they have to do it or they have to do it the way that you want. Like often it's like a, a negotiation, right? Like you're coming to the table with some, something and they're an, a whole other person themselves too. And so mm -hmm. for me anyway, I don't know, maybe I've got a difficult spouse. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he would probably say the same thing, but it's like, I need this to change and here's the way I see it changing. And then he'll come back and be like, well, I like, I don't agree with that or mm -hmm. that's not something that I can do. So we're going to have to figure something else out. And so we have to negotiate it and you have to be really clear on like what that 
what that even looks like for you and be okay with that because most of the things that we're doing are, are you know, in this way are like pretty benign. They're not things that like mm-hmm. make or break a life, or, you know, um, sometimes it can be, but like for the most part, just in our day-to-day lives, it's like just little things like that are negotiations. <laughs> yeah. And when you get good at the little things, then when a big thing comes along, it's way easier to handle no matter what it is. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really important to communicate with yourself first and um, examine the thoughts that you have going on in your head, because if you keep defaulting to negativity towards them, that's what's going to come out when you try to have the conversation. So you have to work on catching yourself doing that before you can really see effective change with whatever it is that you're wanting help with. Yes. I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this episode, Ryan, for everybody who is listening. (laughs) Yay. Um, We are doing a challenge next week for all, all about this. Like how to declutter your house so that it's actually easier to get help from your spouse, right? To make sure that the workload that you're even trying to do is doable by two people, right? Because that was not the case for us. We had a workload that was like enough for five people just from excess stuff, like just from clutter. Like, and that's not counting raising kids, changing diapers, making food, getting to and from school and work and all of the things. It was just like the stuff in our house was enough work for to keep four or five people busy all the time. So I'll be teaching you the decluttering. (laughs) Ryan is going to be doing a bonus workshop on actually communicating to your spouse, like how to get help from them, like how to start these conversations, how to um, change these things, right? Like we talked about, like changing the dynamics within your home. Um, And then you'll just get to know Ryan a little bit better too. So if you liked her here, you're going to love her there and all of her amazing content and her group and her courses and everything. So the link to join that is in the description of this, wherever you're listening, um, or you can find me on Facebook and, and get the link there. So we would love to have you if you're watching this after February, um, like, I don't know, what is it like February 21st? Don't worry. Um, we will have some way for you to get access to the recordings. Um, but you'll have to, you'll just find the link in the video. So Thanks, Ryan, and we will see you guys all next week. Thank you. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. 
I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.